Hey, Road Trippin' fam. We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play on FanDuel NBA? Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh yeah, and get this, you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right, five cents. Simply incredible. So again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Bad joke. Bad joke. That was a bad joke. Listen, there's going to be a lot of them. Hold on, what's up? There's going to be a lot more bad jokes oh, like that. Oh, my eye. Oh, my God, it burns. Cheers. 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 Welcome into this edition of Road Trippin', presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Allie Clifton, alongside Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. And our guest today, I'm just going to say it, I am feeling all the feels. I am so excited. Um, she has no idea who I am, but since I was a little <laughs> girl, I have known who she is. Um, so let's just get to it. Uh, her name is Sue Bird, and we are so excited to have Sue or... Suzanne. Suzanne or... Suzanne, Suzanne, why are the... you? why are you freaking out right now? <laughs> I'm not freaking out. Suzanne. <laughs> I was waiting. I scared him. Suzanne, 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 what's your middle name? Bridget. Suzanne Bridget Bird. I love it. That's just so awesome. That's so almost, awesome. I was almost Courtney Elizabeth. Courtney Elizabeth? Oh, yeah. what happened? Why, 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 why did that change? I, I want to say there was some, they wanted the, the, the letter B involved because that was my uh -huh. dad's name. My dad's, oh. my father's name was Barney. So they're like, all right, we okay. wanted the letter B. So they went Suzanne Bridget. Bridget. Oh. <laughs> Courtney? Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth? Courtney Elizabeth. Yeah, I, I, I was almost a sunny. How about Tara? My birthday is the first day of summer, and so my mom said on the way to the to the hospital day, she heard that she's like, Sunny would be a good name. My dad was like, Yeah, no, that's not, that's not, that's so not. Said be they good. named you Dick. Well, <laughs> technically, on my birth certificate, it says. And there's that. Suzanne, don't laugh at that. Don't yeah, laugh at that. Got him. Yeah. What? Hey, one for one. I'm batting five hundred right now. One for one is not 500. Right, one for two. My that would be I have a math disability. <laughs> Richard, I have a math disability. You cannot make fun of that. Yeah, but you were just so excited. 21, Richard. You're excuding a certain portion of people. so excited. Like, I'm one for one. My friends, oh, sorry, that, you're Sue, really sorry, excited. Wow, yeah. Sue, uh, Sue, can we, Sue, two things. Can we please humble my guys for a second? Um, one, who was your favorite player? Uh, growing up? Um, so my answer to this is Mike Bibby. Oh, <laughs> <the year! laughs> 
Yes! That backfired so bad for you, No, Allison. no, 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 it didn't because I knew this. My whole point here is it wasn't the two of you. It was still Arizona, oh, God, but it wasn't oh, the two of you. Why would it ever no, be No, my own son, I'm not his favorite player. I said, don't, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not even my own favorite player. Like, I hate my game. <laughs> I don't play I with myself on 2K. I'm Whoa, like, oh, Okay, thank you for clarifying that, Jack. Okay, so Sue's favorite player growing up was Mike Bibby. Please tell us why. <laughs> it was, uh, well, that's why I laugh. I wasn't really growing up. I was. It was like late high school, but that's when they uh, won the national championship. Uh oh. He wears Just number so you know 10. That. I wear number ten. We're both both. Yeah. But, uh, oh, both. Yeah. Team dime. <laughs> you're team actually you're, you're team dime. You're actually wow. darker than. <laughs> you, have, you have more melanin in your skin than Mike. Little, Mike was a little buffer than me now. So. It, well, now Mike was my favorite player growing up too. Oh, Mike, really? Mike was yeah, because like we grew up in Phoenix. He was two years older than me, so he was like my idol. Like they were like he's the number one point guard in the country when I was like a sophomore. So I would go watch his games. Like yeah, he's really good. I only went to Arizona. I went to Arizona because of him. I did what he, what I did to Channing, he did to me. He's like, man, come to Arizona. I'm be throwing you lobs all day. Soon as I sign, he's like, I'm going to the NBA. Oh, it's the worst. I'm yeah. like, Channing, come to Arizona, man. It's going to be awesome. My senior year will be your freshman year. I'll show you the ropes. All right, Channing, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> when Richard showed up with a touchscreen TV and some 20s on his white Nissan Maxima, I said, damn, he got me. But then I went to Arizona, had the greatest time of my life. I was like, you know what, Rich, you did something good. You Wait, done good. Richard, um, were you, probably Richard, were you there when Adia Barnes was there? Yeah, yeah. Adia yeah. was, she was, I want to say she was a senior my freshman year. Okay. And so she was awesome. Adia is, is all time. Oh, like, yeah. And then like she went, first, yeah. like, she was like my first pro teammate where I was like, yeah. okay, cool. She was like, yeah, come with me. We're going to be fine. I was like, all right. She's, she's, and she's so cool. Even now going yeah. back to Arizona and she's coaching, she's doing such a great job up there. So it's like, it's weird when you go back and like the people like you looked up to or we were in school with like one of the old softball players, the assistant AD at Arizona now, Erica Barnes. And now you have Adia. Adia is, and it's like, wait a second. I used to be at like frat parties with you guys and now you're the head women's coach. Like we won't tell any stories, but okay, that's cool. But that's yeah. Dawn Staley. She's our Olympic. Oh. I'm like, and you, you were there too. I'm like, oh, yeah. all four Olympics. Oh, oh yeah. We don't, we don't is that where Richard the got the penny? We don't talk about the 04 Olympics <laughs> on here, Sue. That's not what we do. Not even G32? Not even G32? I, I, no, 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 not even G32. Wait, no, not even what? It's G32. classified. Yeah. It's classified. Uh, but but C32, Allison, you don't know about that so, joke? How about that? No, but, but oh. Channing doesn't either. Sue, I got a question. I was about to say what? Because <laughs> you guys were on the boat with us for the 04 Olympics. Like, what what was the conversations going on amongst you guys while you guys were crushing everybody and just looking at us get obliterated not only like by the by like teams but also by the media back home you guys had to be like oh these poor guys are in trouble no maybe a little so it's, it's it's fun. it's okay it's funny okay. no the, it's I funny. Say, we were at the Puerto Rico we were at the Puerto Rico game <laughs> and i don't know if you remember this but we were in, wait, I don't know if you guys were there actually. So we were in Spain before we went to okay. Greece. And yeah, we went to shitty, not one, I don't want to say, I don't want to disrespect countries. We went to places that weren't as fun as Spain. 
Okay, okay. Puerto Rico yeah. was in our hotel. Puerto Rico was oh, in our oh. hotel. So there was like some trash talk and like, you know, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. just yeah. About it. It's like, oh yeah, wait till you play America, blah, blah, blah. And then we mm. went to that game and we were like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Carlos Arroyo looked like Carlos with the. Oh, Carlos like, oh, Arroyo yeah. literally got like $20 million off of one game <laughs> in the NBA. Like he, it was, it was a debacle. Um, yeah, but. International plays hard. Yeah, yeah. It's well, we had no experience. Like it, it's so funny when people look back on it and you see the names. And I'm not talking about mine. I'm talking about like LeBron James, Carmelo, D Wade, Amari. But you're like, yeah, they didn't. We didn't. But we were all. Uh, I was like 23. They were. They were 19 at the time. And it was just like you should not be sending 19 year olds with no experience out to the Olympics. I don't care how good they, how good they are. So I love that. It was like international play is hard and she's got four gold medals. Oh, Ooh. four, oh, eight, 12, 16. <laughs> no big deal. It's so but hard she, for peons. Yeah. So we, I understand your context because it was hard. It was, it was very, it was very hard as we, I continue to drink every time we think about it. Um, okay, so then okay. my second humbling moment before we get into this. This just happened yesterday, so it's really timely, and I need uh, Sue to help. I need your, your, I don't know, guidance, maybe some words of advice. Um, as okay. we know, social media, though sometimes it cannot be the best of the best, uh, it can also be beneficial in our lives. Um, and yesterday, Richard decided to put out on his Instagram that he only has 200,000 followers. Shannon, on the other hand, has 264,000 followers. So Richard, 294, my bad. So Richard is, he's begging for followers. He's begging for followers. I was not begging for followers. I was not begging. You're begging. I follow you, and I saw this post. Okay, so thank you. With that said, begging there. A little bit, a little bit. You did throw some Tupac in, so I was like, all right. Thank we'll you, thank you, thank you. No, I just, it's a challenge. Oh, it's a challenge. That's what we call challenges these days. Well, Sue has over 500,000, so Ooh, I was just wondering if this is the route Richard should be taking. Do you, are you a fan of this stuff? You Obviously, know, you follow him. If, if you're, I feel like the more authentic you are, the better, and it's so many No, you get kicked off of Instagram. Immediately, if he was authentic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let him well, be fake Richard on there. Like, I'm like you. I, because you said it in your post, I didn't get on, like, well, I'm a little later than, or earlier than you. I didn't get on social media, though. I was like, what is this Twitter thing? Instagram. What, what is this Instagram? Like, people are showing their booties and boobs. I don't need that. I'll look at it, but I don't need it. So you had that creeper account? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never had a creeper account. Yeah, actually, I did. I did have a creeper account. It was like, I, uh, whatever, I had a creeper account. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it was the yoga studio. So I would just, I had it so I could like follow. Anyway. I don't know what's minute. worse. The fact that you had a creeper account and that it was a yoga studio. Account? No, like, it was, it was, it was, it was our <laughs> yoga studio. And so it was like, I had access to it. So I could like look at your posts and Sue's and stuff. Yeah, I know Sue, I could just like, Oh, my, let me see that for a second. You don't get your phone back for 20 minutes. Oh, 20 minutes. Go. It's just like, whoa, whoa, look at it. I, the funniest thing what I used to do with my teammates is they would like show me like stuff on like on Instagram and I would like double click. It's like, what do you do when it when it's like, no, 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 don't like that. Don't like Yo, he would do it for a long 
long time though. Like I know what he was doing because he did it to me. Like, but I had to go through all my likes. So he would go tap tap click tap tap click tap tap click tap tap click. And I would just be liking anything oh, if they were if anything. they were showing me. Oh, they were like, no, 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 no. I was like, why? What happens? And it was a whole funny story. But let me get back to the backstory of it. Like, I didn't get in social media till 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 I literally retired. And so I was like, okay, I don't have a lot of followers. I don't care. But it was like, I got to have some goals for 2021. So I decided that I'm going to be a ton more active on social media, but I need a benchmark. And my benchmark wasn't like, I want to get half a million. I want to get a million. No, my, my only benchmark was to have more than fucking Channing. That's it. I was like, so, so like my goal and, and somebody, somebody hit me up was like, Hey, you realize like your follower count went up by a thousand and his went up by 2000. <laughs> like his went up to, he's at like two, he went from 294 to 296 and I went to 201. And I'm like, so maybe this backfired, but still, whatever. It's my, it's my goal. I got for, memes on deck for you, buddy. Listen, I've been calming it down on Instagram. I got a lot of funny stuff on deck oh, ready. I have a whole, I, I just, I my whole go Richard. No, I was going to say, I'm going to risk being fired to beat Channing. My <laughs> whole point of this was maybe you could just look at someone like Sue Birds because I think she's very authentic. I think she's very I'm not organic. a future Hall of Famer. I'm not a future Hall not of Famer. Not to like mention, her. speaking of, that I'm post. I'm not a four-time champion. I'm not a five-time Olympic, Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> I don't have that resume. I need to come up with silly shit. No one wants the authentic me. They want the silly, stupid <laughs> me. Okay, speaking of, Sue, your photo, I thought it was incredible, which takes us into this conversation. When you the won your fourth title. Set? I mean, that, excuse me? The Glossier set. Oh, that too? Yeah. <laughs> I'll send that with the wine. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, do you have my skin tone? What's up, girl? Hey, look. Yeah, yeah, they got it. skin is good. I actually want to my joke. You love it? Waiting scrub. I got you. Oh my god. Okay, this is amazing. Um, but no, winning your fourth title. I mean, that was like the goat pictures of all goat pictures. Oh, with the champagne. Rolling your phone, your yeah. net, the goggles, the champagne. That was, that was, so Megan was in the bubble the whole time. So bubble life, she was basically everywhere. On the bus, over here, over there. So we're in the back. Like, you guys know when you win, it's like you're taking the pictures, you're doing the media. It's a great feeling. It's so a great, back great there waiting my turn. And Megan's like, don't move, don't move. <laughs> I'm kind of like, all right, enough. And then she goes, no, wait. She literally lays on the floor to get the angle. I was like, oh, get this camera out of my face. And then as it turns out. It was an, it, it was an amazing photo. Like I, like, I follow, I only follow 69 people and Megan is one of them, right? <laughs> um, what is so funny? Nice. The followers. She's a great follow. She really, oh, she really and, and like I followed her for like a few years. And honestly, you guys are so funny. Like it, it's watching her like fangirl over you and support you. And like the bubble life, it wasn't easy, right? I was there for a month, 40 days. And it's like, so that support was, was really, really cool to see. What was it like to have that? Yeah, I think it was harder for people like you, for people like Megan who weren't there to play. I mean, I get you, you were there for, for work, work. work also. Yeah, you had work, yeah. that's true. But for Megan, it was probably harder because there were days where she was just like, like, you know, I'd be in like my, all right, I'm going to norm a tech. I'm going to, you know, watch a game, take a nap, go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, yeah. I got to get this room. I got to get out of this room. <laughs> oh. so it was harder for her. It, was it is because her. like, but, and that's where the, the, that's where the, I have a tremendous amount of respect is because all of us know the support that like 
the spouses and like the significant others, you know, have to play because it's just like, no, look, she understands your routine, right? She understands because she's won World Cup, she's won championships. So she's like, no, listen, I'm glad that you're here, but this is my routine. Please don't deviate this, like this is what it is. So for her to respect your space is like, I know you got a Norma Tech, I know you got a nap, I know you had a bad game, I'm gonna leave your space, but I gotta get the fuck out of the room. Right, like that, like you said, that is that is harder to do when you're in that space. Yeah, and she, um, so she was working out, sorry, she was working out there. Because we were at IMG Academy, which is like, I'm sure you guys know, it's like college campus for high school kids for sports. Mm-hmm. So she got to, she was allowed to use their soccer field because it was like all the way in the cut, you know, soccer's outdoors. So it's, you know, there was no risk of COVID. But in order to do it, because we were in Florida, she had to get up at 6 a.m. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I thought Ooh. I was already here. <laughs> I'm a morning person. That was the one thing where I was like, sucks. Like yeah. 6 a.m.? Well, you know what? Like, hey, that, that's her window. That, and that's hot. why, yeah, that's why. Well, first of all, if you were in the World Cup supporting her and they told you the only time you could have a basketball court was at 6 a.m., what would you have done? No? It would have been no? no? Oh, man, listen. No way. Sue, you're not a morning person like that? No, that's oh. the thing I am, but not for working out. I like my coffee. Ooh. I like, like easing into your day. day. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, let's work out as early as possible so I can't complain or double think what I'm supposed to do. So I'm like, run at 5, work out at 8, be done by 12, and then I got the rest of the day to do nothing. But if I wait till 12, I go, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah, but there's a difference between five. There's a difference between like work out at five. Like, look, my best workout session is between 8.30 and 10.30. Like, that's my great window. You're a right? like, freak athlete, Richard. I'm a skill guy. I need to like, <laughs> I, need, I need to have no distractions, no nothing. And it's not like, oh, Channing, take the kids with you. Or, oh, Channing, can you go do this? It's like, it's five o'clock in the morning. You Nobody can tell me shit. And I could be there for another three hours. And nobody knows, because nobody's oh. even up yet. So I'm oh, like, so you, so you like you, so, so Sue, what, what, let me interpret that. I like to leave my house at five before anyone can hit me with anything. And then I might take two hours to do the, something that will take 30 minutes to do. Is that what goes on, Channing? Well, when you, uh, like, no, I mean, I'm shooting basketball. It's just maybe slow. <laughs> you like, I'll get up at five. You know, that's like my sweet spot. We're going to be done by 12. I was like, what are you doing? From five? Well, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? You work out like, look, you, so usually I would go do like, uh, like skill more work. shirts like five that one. This? Dude, my neck. More shirts? Oh, this is tight, though. I think this is There's a lot going on in your, your area. Listen, yeah. I'm in the yeah. attic right now. Because <laughs> this is the best. I just moved into my house. This is the best. But so this is doctored up. So this is whatever, whatever you get right here. This is the best is go get right now. He's in the best area, which is going to take us to this next conversation. Because before you jumped on, Sue Channing gave me a visual of what's going on behind this area. Yeah, let's let's see it. It's his sneaker collection. Oh, it's been what is a year. What does the size nineteen sneaker collection look like? A lot of exclusives. (laughs) 17s and 18s, and they're all just on the floor. They just, somebody came and moved all my shoes. There's like 400 pairs of shoes back there. So. Let us see. Let us see. No, Richard, use your imagination. Yeah, we need, no, we, <laughs> I, we need to see. It's dirty back there. <laughs> Which tells you everything you need to know. I'll, uh, show, I'll, show, I'll show you the Christmas tree that's dead. And it's dead like and dying. Christmas tree? Are you a psycho killer? 
Uh, well, it's not like, hold on, let me see. Like, see, see it's see. January 22nd. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, damn it. I'm not even using that. I, it's so funny. Okay. I'm not even using. I'm not even using the right camera. <laughs> okay, <That's right. laughs> okay, can we can we talk sneakers with with yeah. Sue? Okay. Yes. okay, Because remember the one time in the bubble, um, or the bubble, if you will, Richard, you sent me a screenshot and you said, "What do you see?" And it was of exactly. Sue. Oh yes, yes. Oh yeah, okay, like we, we had a legit we... conversation. <laughs> he was like, "What do you see?" And for we went back and forth for a while because I was like, "What the hell am I supposed to be looking at right now?" Besides so, so, what was on your chest, which we're gonna get into later, because uh, it was powerful. But it oh, was okay. what? Whoa, whoa. Yeah. It was what, Richard? <laughs> no, so Sue, I was trying to express to her, right? Like I know you, Megan, shoe game is is tops in the I basketball know. culture community. So she was sitting here. She's like, "Ah." Oh, well, I'm trying to figure out what I need to do with my, I don't know, it was like your company stuff or whatever. You had allotments. And I was like, yo, you, what you need to do is go get these shoes. I, I, for some sneakers, that's a lot. I don't know. I'm like, look, if there was a pair of shoes that came out this year, this would be the shoe that I could get. Unfortunately, they don't make them in men's and I'm not going to spend $2,000 to you get them. You know which ones they are? Right? <laughs> and, and so all of a sudden she was like, hesitant, hesitant. And I sent her a picture. Like three days of, later. Of you rocking them and i'm like what do you see and she was like yeah what what are you doing wait it's sue like yeah she's like my hero like what what what, what am i supposed to be looking at that's a great shirt and i'm like what do you see and she was like oh i'm buying those shoes tomorrow oh i'm buying i wore them for game one of the playoffs oh, they were the they were the tan fours the tan yeah. fours the virgils those were those were those were the shoes I of mean. last in my opinion those were my favorite shoes uh, of, la of last year. Over the Sakai's? I don't remember the Sakai's. What are the Sakai's? The, the, what are they called? Dude, my wife yeah, wears them every day. Huh? Yeah, Sakai's. Yeah, the Sakai's. I thought those were by far the best shoe. There's like from 2019 Sakai, then there's the 2020 Sakai. Okay, what was the, I like okay, the what, the what do you think the about the, the, those Virgil 4s, the Tans? Like, where would you rank that shoe last year? Me, they're in my top 10. So I did a top 10 oh. with, um, with um, Complex. They did like okay. a sneaker thing. It was me, Fat Joe, Little Yachty, and from Wild and Out. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was hilarious. All the shoes, all the Everybody shoes. Everybody had the fours in their top 10. Wow. Those things are amazing. Awesome. I wanted those so bad, but yeah. I was like, I'm not spending $2,000 on tan shoes because the minute they get a scuff, like I'm, I'm going to... I'll probably be on suicide watch, and that's oh, not I, an exaggeration. I've worn them twice, only in the studio. I carry them around <laughs> in the box, like in the plastic. I do in not the want box. them to get yeah. in the box. In Anyways, the box. yeah, no, because of you, I was like, okay, I'm getting these. But yeah, and then, but then Braun walked into game one of the finals with them on. Yeah, he he okay. knows a guy. He knows a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Braun has got a guy. Okay, so when you to him is like two lost pennies in somebody's pants, like, like so for me when it comes to shoes and, and shoes of that like sneakers like that, I always feel like every time I buy a pair of sneakers, it it's like serving a purpose. You know, like I remember back, I ended up I was gifted for my thirtieth birthday the denim jays. I thought it was the coolest thing, and then these, of course, you know, it has a story. I just got the Kobe ring night ring ceremony um, shoes just recently, like each shoe, I just feel like I had it for a purpose. Like when you think of your sneakers, when you go to pick out a pair of sneakers, like what is your process? Like what is it you look in a sneaker? 
Definitely not the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's because you probably have every sneaker imaginable. Yeah. yeah. How big is your sneaker closet? For the fit. What? How big is your sneaker closet? Um, it's not that big because I'm constantly having to like put the new ones in, take the old ones out, put them in storage because it's not that yeah. big. We do have like I have shelves, but like in a in a proper closet, like shelves. But then we yeah. also have these like from IKEA shelving outside of the closet. Which don't judge IKEA. Don't don't don't, don't be like from I don't be like from IKEA. Like oh, she's like IKEA. <laughs> IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> IKEA. I get it. Um, but yeah, the, the shelving outside the closet is fun because then it's like you're kind of it's like a little bit of art. You know, you're mm. kind of like showing them off a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, usually it's all about the outfit. So like whatever is working. Support for Road Trippin' is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Obviously, Richard, you use Manscaped every day. Yeah, yeah. So I, the crazy thing about Manscaped is that I'd heard about it, I'd seen about it, you know, I like to crack jokes. But I had always, and this is, don't, don't, don't tell anybody, but I'd always been using the clippers that I had been shaving my head. I would use that to groom my body, right? So it's, it's a little bit more aggressive because it's just like, you know, and Manscaped, the, the razor is, are the clippers awesome, literally awesome. Like you can, especially we live by the beach. So it's like, you can't just have like bushy necks and bushy chest. You got to keep the stuff groomed. So, you know. It was a it was a no brainer for me. I live in Portland, so we're kind of the opposite idea of that. So for me, it was just like, hey, let me just have a nice little in between. Uh, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be crispy baby milk deadhead like Richard, but I also don't want to be crazy Amazon jungle. So you know, for me, I find a nice little medium. I'm very. But Channing, not too long ago, you like completely were like careless on your face. Yeah, you know what? That was a phase, and I go through those phases, but it's always nice to have something that can uh you see the skin looking good you know what i'm saying you see the skin yeah, looking good, looking no good. Razor you, your skin almost looks like mine right now rich well, you have a lot of makeup on richard I don't have you guys used all the products that they have sent us there's yes, a ball toner that people are like what is a ball toner you know what the ball you look it, it's you know how they say like people have like a skincare <laughs> routine you got to have a skin skincare routine for the nether regions also you got to make sure it's nice and trimmed and, and appropriate and and clean you know basically at the end of the day you guys are a fan of manscaped for sure yeah and look let's be really honest when you can use a product and you can talk about a product that you actually use it makes this job very very easy right if someone asked me to sell hair grease and i ain't had hair in 20 years it's hard to authentically talk about a product but when you actually have been using manscape before they approached you it makes this very easy because it's like yo now the ball toner and you know the ball conditioner and you know whatever, but a lot. Look, hey, look, the global warming is going on. It's only going to get. It's only going to get. To it's only going to get hotter. Listen, it's only going to get hotter here. So you got to make sure that you... man's balls. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that to some other people. Hey, Ever, listen, the best. Thing, this is what. I, this is what. This is why I like Manscaped, and this is really not. This is not no bullshit. In our world. 
it's always, people always say, it's so hard to find gifts and blah, blah. This is a perfect gift. Like I tell people, it's like, yo, this is a good gift. Like get it for your little brother, get it for your dad, get it for your husband, get it for your boyfriend. Like this is a good gift. It's a gift that continues to give, right? It's, it's you know, it's one of those things. Well said, I agree. Nobody wants tangles and tights. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROADTRIPPIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROADTRIPPIN. Before I start jumping around and Allie starts getting mad because she has, a, she normally has a very, very good uh, like lineup of how we're going to go. She's like, I was going to get to that. I was going to talk about that. Let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some NBA then we're going to talk about how awesome you are and all the things that you guys are going to continue to dominate. So we're going to talk about basketball. Channing brought up a point about Shaq and what he said to Donovan Mitchell. You had to see it. Everybody saw it. Like, so there's some heat going back and forth. There's a little bit of this going back and forth. Like, what did you think about how he approached that? Everyone's like, well, he could have said it differently. He could have did this. And it's just like, that did seem extremely harsh to just look. I know they're at a distance, but to say it straight to somebody's like, I didn't think you were that very good. And I wanted you to hear it. It's like you can't get to the next level. Yeah. It's like, what damn. It's like, I just, I just had 50 in back-to-back postseason games. Like, like, what did you think about that? And what do you think about athletes? Like, again, Channing and I are in that space where we're like, asked a ton of questions like we're in the media space we're in a difficult spot because we're asked questions about our peers people we know people we don't know so what do you think about that space because it doesn't matter every generation gets mad at the prior generation for getting on tv and talking about it it's like a never-ending cycle just put it that we get yelled at a lot (laughs) you not (laughs) me i do i do my bad my bad my b no it's tough i do i do like a little bit of commentating luckily it's just for college basketball I'm sure mm-hmm. if it was the WNBA, it would be 10 times worse. But even in that space, I'm always like, that's more actually like Connecticut related, like UConn related. So I just mm-hmm. come to the game against Tennessee. And it's like, if I say something too harsh on Connecticut, I know I'm getting text messages from the coaching staff. And then it's like, if I'm too <laughs> negative Tennessee, so I go Oh, the, the fans are going crazy. Yeah. Somebody called me a twit. And I was like, <laughs> like a twit. A twit. First of all, is this, this is 1942? 1942? I was going to say, is it 1965? Put up your fisticuffs, you twit. And all I said is that they have a lot of orange in there. Oh. <laughs> True statement. Yeah, you're like, orange doesn't look good on me. That's why I chose Connecticut. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, 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 I mean, as someone also in the space a little bit, it is hard. But then it's like, whatever, you're just giving your opinion. I thought Shaq, after, I watched it like twice because I wanted to like, see facial expressions because I thought Donovan handled it really well but then at the same time I was like well he kind of got a little like oh he got mad defensive yeah yeah he was like but then I thought he did well because he was just like all right cool he, you know he didn't like fuel it and I think ignoring yeah. something like that is probably the best way to go and then Shaq I think Shaq does like him and he was yeah. just like piss him but, off but it's and like why are you pissing him off so it's like, well, and it's and it's like, why after the game do you want to like throw that? And you could even be like, hey, look, I have been critical of, and again, I I hate it because like we're gonna tell Shaq how to speak or we're gonna tell Shaq how to say it. But at the end of the day, it's like we know that Shaq not only represents the culture, but he also represents 
the retired players group that are now commentating. So uh, now all of a sudden it's like all these damn retired players. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Shaq and I work for shit. Turner. It's a little <laughs> tough for me right now. It's a little hot. The block is hot for me right now. I can't say shit. I'm like, yeah, everyone playing good. He has a good shot. That's good defense. The coaching is good. Everything is Channing, good. Channing, after you said Michael Jordan didn't do anything but score, you kind of lost your ability. You lost. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Ryan and Cece interview Stephen A. Smith? No. What did he say? Um, so he has a good story about Allen Iverson kind of in this mm -hmm. way where he's like, please share. AI. It's better if you go and, and watch it, but like, cause it's just like a little clip, but he's like, I was covering AI. I was like very, he didn't say lenient, but he's like, you know, but every now and then I had to tell the truth. Like Alan Iverson, he joked, he was like, Alan Iverson was the one player where he was constantly, he was ruining my vacations. Every time I went yeah. on vacation, I get a call. Oh, AI did something wild and I have to go cover it. So at one point he finally like had to write an article about AI off the court, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. And then Alan got pissed at him. So it's, it's a whole story about how, but they were close and then AI got pissed and then kind of like the reconciliation on the back end, it's worth to listen it was good but it kind of okay, talks every, about this it's like yeah every everybody go say, check go check out the r2c2 yeah r2c2 podcast uh ryan ruko cc sabathia it's actually really good i've been on it a few times uh my that's why i really like being extremely critical of Braun. <laughs> <laughs> that's why because every yeah, half the population loves him. Half the population hates him. So when I'm super critical of him, I can say almost anything I want about him negatively, and everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." And I'm and I'm sitting here like, "Bron's gonna find it funny." So I'm like, kind of in a win-win situation. Again, we talk about this all the time, though. Like that's where it's just so crazy how people don't see that. Like Bron has even said it himself. Like why people listen to you and actually think you're serious when you're dog, like, I just don't, I don't get it. No. Like, it's, uh, it's never ending. Dude, it's, it is a, a fine line between when somebody asks you a serious question or when I say, like, kind of crazy shit because somebody says that Jordan is going to average 50 points, and I'm just like, oh, okay, we're just making shit up now. Okay, all Jordan does is score. But I like to argue, right? And sometimes that gets me in trouble, right? And, you know, for me, it's like, if you're playing good basketball, I, I, told myself and Richard and Allie know this, I'll never talk about a player as him. And I think if Shaq had a relationship with Donovan Mitchell and other guys, or maybe he was a mentor, it would have came off differently, right? But to just say, oh, I don't think you could do it, does seem a bit harsh, especially when Donovan Mitchell has been on the number four, top four team in the Western Conference for the last three or four years. So like, Donovan Mitchell's going to be good. Donovan Mitchell has accomplished a lot. Like, dude, in my opinion, he was my rookie of the year because, and this is no disrespect to Ben Simmons, I thought he was rookie of the year because, because Ben Simmons had been with his team for an entire year. He knew the system. He knew the coaching staff. He knew everything, right? And that's it's, – it's a disadvantage, but it's like he had been there for an entire year, training every single day, working every day, lifting every day, fully dedicated to basketball before he showed up on the court. Donovan Mitchell was – the 14th pick in the draft and replaced Gordon Hayward, right? Who was an all-star left to go to Boston shows up as a 14th pick in the draft and leads this team from start to finish a team that was supposed to be quote unquote rebuilding without Gordon. It's from start to finish and takes down Russell. 
Westbrook and Paul George in the first round of the postseason. I'm like, that's the most impressive rookie season, right? Not the Ben Simmons one. That was the most impressive rookie season. So it's like he's been doing this since he came into the league. He's good. I mean, that, his efficiency has gotten better. I've actually Talk never, me, I've actually never talked about this. Um, Talk to me, Sue. It's not juicy. It's not that juicy. It's but that was, that was in a similar situation. Um, Tamika Catchings is a year older than me. Mm-hmm. She got drafted the year before me. She tore her ACL in college, so that's sad. But she got drafted. She was then a professional athlete with a franchise for a year. Mm-hmm. And the next summer comes. So that was 2001, 2002. I get drafted. I play. And for the WNBA. What's unique about getting drafted and playing is it happens like almost in the same day. You literally have like one week. You get drafted, yeah. training camp is like legit, probably like two and a half, three weeks later. It's you like the NBA was camp. this year. It was like the NBA was this yeah, year. Exactly. Yeah, okay. really fast. So she ends up getting, we were very close in the rookie of the year race, oh. very similar. The numbers are even similar. We're both taking our teams to the playoffs for the first time. Very, very similar. She edged me out. And I was kind of like, but she's been a professional for a year. <laughs> but you couldn't say it, you couldn't say it too loud. No, I couldn't wear the sweatshirt. Like, yeah, I, no, I, no, I couldn't say it's like rookie. That sweatshirt yeah. was awesome. If but it wasn't Adidas, was. if it wasn't Adidas, I would have rocked it, right? <laughs> like rookie. But no, but that's I, I, and that's I see the point. I see like that makes and sense. it's like you don't you don't want to come across as hating. Like Tamika's oh. awesome, right? She's a stud, but that wasn't her draft class. That wasn't her draft class. Like rookie of the year is based off of your quote unquote draft class. Like, that's kind of the idea. And if you're from the draft class before and no disrespect again to Ben Simmons, knowing enough about his injury, like he broke his fifth metatarsal. That's like a, a two month injury, but they just were like, hey, just sit out the whole year. We're, it's not like he like had an ACL like Tamika. Like right. he had a two, three month injury that could have, he could have come back in January. But Philadelphia was planning on on tanking anyway, right? Because that's when they were going through all that that like trust the process stuff. So it was like they were like, just sit out. We'll get another top five pick this year, and you could just collect your seven million dollars and whatever, blah blah blah. So it was like he had an opportunity to come back and play that year, and they decided to hold him out so that they could raise the draft their draft stock for the next year, which only kind of adds to the point of Donovan Mitchell. It's like, no, he could have played. This was not a guy that was rehabbing for nine months. But again, Donovan Mitchell has been a great player since the moment he came in this league. So I just feel like that criticism is a little bit harsh from Shaq and especially the way you kind of threw it to him after he wins a game. I do respect respect that he said it on air. And then when Donovan had the opportunity to say it to his face, he was like, hey, I said this. What is your response to it? I, for me personally, if I was a player, I would rather somebody like Shaq, Kenny, Charles, if you're going to talk about me and then interview me 10 minutes later, at least tell me what you said so I don't have mm-hmm. to get on my phone. And they're like, oh, he said this and this. I'd rather have that back and forth. And I, I liked his response. I think Donovan Mitchell is, Mitchell is going to be good this year. And I think he's going to be good for a long time. But I also think that Shaq wouldn't have said that if he didn't think that Donovan Mitchell was special. Like Shaq doesn't talk to scrubs. Like he still calls me Shannon. And I'm like, dude, we, we literally see each other. Like one time I was playing on the Blazers, right? It was like one of the games and we were playing Phoenix. And I went to work out before the game. I knew I wasn't going to play or assumed I wasn't. And he goes, hey, little Shannon. I was like, you know, and I'm lifting. <laughs> He's like, hey, little Shannon. I'm like, is he, is he talking to me? Right? <laughs> like, hey, Shannon, I don't know why my son thinks you're, he, you're his favorite player. Uh, sign this shoe for me. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. I was like, sign. He goes, 
Thanks, Shannon. And I'm like, Shannon. get back to my work. And I'm like, you're like, you know, you're, you, you go to, you should have gone to him and been like, okay, first of all, no, I'm a big guy. I feel very vulnerable around Shaq is how big that man is. Like Shaq is humongous, a human being. I'm not sure you guys the size of an ogre. But, but Chani, that's real. That's real. Like, like I, I'm a firm believer in telling people things to their face and being honest with them. Like, like telling Channing right now that he should only wear solid colors if he's going to be right next to that, 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 that uh, couch that it's he's cold. with. The cold in the couch, attic, dog. The, the couch cold. and the, the couch and that shirt clash. So Speaking much, of social media, me. if you've it's ever followed, Richard Channing's been getting. Channing has been getting a lot of heat about the way in which he dresses for his work these days. Man, I hate suits. <laughs> I fucking hate wearing suits. I literally go up here, and now that I'm at my house, I have more suits here, but I had two suits, a blue one and a black one, and maybe a brown one that sort of fits sometimes when I don't eat for a couple hours. <laughs> but like, All right. I don't care, and people care so hey, much and now Shannon, it's my you, job you, to you know you know this this podcast shirts. is this podcast is about sue it's not about yeah you can we get back to that. sue with that said <laughs> please, again please. um okay i want to like talk to two kind of different things um you just talked about your rookie year you just finished season 18 yeah Something yeah, like yeah. Like I, I had two seasons where i was hurt but i was still there so sometimes they, sometimes people count them, sometimes they don't. Well, you gotta count those, girl. So does this mean that you're gonna be in the league for like did, did five more get, years? Wait, 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 Sue, did you get paid? Yeah. Oh, did you, yeah. Did you count those yeah. Did you count those oh, yeah. Some people don't count them. I what? feel like if, ever, if you got like narrative, people are pushing. So like there was that that meme came out after we wanted of you and Braun had us playing the same amount of seasons. I was like, well, well, technically. <laughs> I yeah. was more efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. how much? Nineteen, going to say twenty. How much time do you think you have left? How long do you want to play? Um, you know, I feel like two things. One, I'm starting to realize there's other things in life, so that's creeping in. Retirement is time. <laughs> it's creeping in, but then I'm also like, playing doesn't last. You know, like once it's and you guys know, what? once it's gone, it's gone. Oh, bye. Bye. About it. So as long as I'm healthy and I'm not, I'm still like tuned in. Cause I feel like if, if you're tuned out, forget it. it oh, would be yeah. Tough. That's why I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I couldn't, you couldn't wait. wait for a call. Like was like, they were like, no, they were like, I like retired. And they were like, well, if you wait and did this, if you train and you know, you're going to get a call like, a, and I'm like, no, oh, God, no. If I'm not in a training camp, like the, the basketball's over for me. I've done this for 17 years. If someone's not calling by training camp, I, I couldn't, my brain checked out completely. I so I just called it a in day. In the middle of the season because I <laughs> yeah, fuck this. <laughs> I was like, I love it, but I am not here right now. And I'm like, to yeah. think about everything that went on with free agency and I'm looking at my kids and I'm looking at my body and I'm like, D Mill, right? Our trainer was like, Shannon, get on this treadmill. And I go, fuck that treadmill, man. I'm going to walk. <laughs> fuck that though. treadmill. My knees hurt. Lucky, my knees hurt. Good. My goddamn you knees feel good. Hurt. No, my, my team is good. I feel like that's like saved me. Oh, that has, yeah. that has extended yeah. my career. 
by easy three, four years. Well, and I was just going to ask that because this last season of yours, right? When you think about where you are in your career and the amount of miles and the years, and you speak to how great you guys are just coming off of a championship. And I know this may be a little bit more complex because of everything that was a part of winning that fourth title for you, both on and off the floor. What do you think this last title did for you? Um, in terms of what? Like, was there like, um, I don't want to compare it all, but we had this conversation with Braun on our recent episode as well. And he was talking about just kind of how refreshing it was, the reassurance for himself, the humility aspect, um, just what it did for him mentally, um, reassuring himself that he can still win at a high level. Um, and just for you, I guess, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned the comparisons when they showed the two of you, it, it kind of made me wonder the same thing. Is she you know, at that stage of her career or his retirement next, you know? So that, that was me in 2018. Everything you just said that LeBron said, that was me in 2018, uh, 18. Like we were going through a rebuild a couple years prior to that. We got Brianna Stewart in the draft that obviously, you know, <clears throat> elevated. Sure. Yeah, that's the, the uh, Anthony Davis, the Anthony Davis yes, exactly. of the female no, like, game. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm being real, like the female like, Anthony it, Davis. Yeah, I say like all the time, like my team keeps me young, they keep me fresh. And so what this year was, because 2019, both me and Stewie were, were injured, so we never got to repeat. So this year felt like the repeat year. Like it felt like, okay, we have this, this like solid core group, can we do it again? So that's what, that, what this year was. But because technically we didn't repeat, I feel like I do have a little motivation because that's the mm. one thing. I don't, Russia, we, we, we actually did repeat in Russia a couple times, but I don't know if people count that. I've actually never repeated. Oh, wait. Well, Russia, not not UConn, even in college? No, at UConn. No, 2000, you guys... 2002, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, we're like, oh. No, no, wait, wait. Who was Trash. The, no, 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 don't tell me who <laughs> no was repeat. Scrub. Notre Dame. Was it Notre Dame in 01? Yep. Notre Dame. Ah, I remember that. I remember that because I remember Notre Dame went the same route as we did. Uh, I think we were both like, I want to say we were number two seeds or maybe they were one seed, but we kind of went through the same region. So we were kind of watching them the whole time. We ended up losing in the championship, but I just remembered and they won it. And I was like, yeah, we followed their path. They won. We, I don't know. I just was, was a good memory. I don't know how the, it was a great memory. It was a good, it was a good, it was a good stretch. God, <laughs> so, so sad. So to repeat Duke. is kind I of. I hate fucking Duke so much. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just, I, it went from a good memory to it went from a good memory to a bad one. Yeah, Grant uh, so and Carlos Boozer. JJ Reddick is cool. Not big fans here. My bad. Anyway, sorry. I go on a tangent. It's okay. So you've got that fuel to kind of want to repeat. So obviously, we're going to see Sue again. And we have the Olympics, like the Olympics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last Olympics. The, well, definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure i'm like i'm lucky if i can get there i just need to get there first yeah i, I, think, I think you would make it yeah do i want to what coach coach i don't know that's a that's a tough life no yeah it no. is so much easier to just take criticism as a media member so it is well, so like, much easier I, uh, Diana Taurasi and I talk about stuff all the time. Obviously, we're kind of same age, going through the same yeah, stuff. Yeah. Time. She's like, I'm not fucking rebounding for people. I was like, yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that. There's that. Then there's it's that. Just, I'm not that. rebounding. You so then have to be like, 
the rebounder. <laughs> oh, that, that's the funniest thing when you hear like some of the older players that get in. It's just like, yeah, I just didn't want to rebound. I didn't want to rebound for somebody. And I'm chasing balls all around the court oh. for people that can't shoot. And it's just like, here, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> let me show you how to make like 20 shots in a row. Like, here, just give me the ball. Like, let, go sit over there. Rebound Yo, for me. By the way, like that is such a hard job. Rebounding? Rebounding? Yeah. Yeah. For like, who? Running all over the court. Are you serious? Ellie. Yeah, standing well, under that rim, especially if you have to, now, just now, rim. Okay, yeah, but y'all, y'all shots don't go straight to the net every time. Newsflash. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen y'all shoot. Yeah. No, well, I think like it. having to run around and chase. That's why there's three rebounders typically to a shooter. No, awesome. you've got the one under the net. You've got the passer. Hook shots and dunks. I had one rebounder, and that motherfucker got it out the net and threw it right back to me. <laughs> that's why I wasn't yeah. a very good shooter because. I, when I was younger, I was like, am I going to practice shooting and chasing balls all by myself? Yeah, no, I was like, no, no, I'm just going to see how many times I can dunk and play one-on-one. <laughs> um, okay. Back to Sue again. Um, so, okay. Sue. So from on the court to off the court, we learned so much, I think for the three of us in general, um, covering the NBA during that entire process. But one thing that we also saw was the WNBA, their influence uh, with everything that went on um, this past summer. And obviously that has trickled on and has made such an entirely incredible impact. Um, but you had the up close. You were right there, front and center. Um, how would you describe um, or what word would you use maybe uh, to describe what you guys were able to accomplish as a league? Um, I, I don't know if I can pick like one word, but a couple of things do come to mind. It was just like, we were so organized and like so strategic with everything we did. It wasn't, and everybody kind of was on board with that, on the same page with that. And I think what we found is when we do operate in that way as like one voice, the voice is like way stronger and way more powerful than if like one player had decided to do X, Y, and Z, and then another team did this, and then something else happened over here. Like when we were just all together with it, it was so much stronger, whether it was like t-shirts that we wore or different messages that we had. Um, it was just really impactful when it was all of us. And I think we, we already knew that a little bit, like we've been operating that way in the past, but because we were all in the bubble, like same place, same time, which is so unique. It, it was like times a hundred. It was really magnified in that way. So that's how I would describe what we did. What did you guys, what did you guys think of the support? Like, you know, that, Athletes all support each other, uh, but there's still something to be said about when you saw the the Bucks take a stand, and then you saw the rest of the league, and then WNBA, and you know, then you see you know um, Naomi Osaka, and then you see like football, like what like what was that? Like I know, like again, because I was there covering, it. I, I wasn't there covering it, I was watching it, and I didn't you know know what's going on. But what was the energy like where you're just like, obviously Megan's there and I'm, you know, big U.S. Women's National Team fan. So it was like watching the support from all of these like huge like teams and all around the world. What was like, what was that like that? Even now it kind of gives me goosebumps to see that like your guys, you guys were united, but what you guys were fighting for, you were getting support and the ability to support each other in other causes that are passionate like what what is that emotion like being as a player um because i was only able to kind of watch from afar and be very very proud of the league and the players that i was once a part of 
Yeah, well, so it's it's interesting because we obviously felt like what we were doing was right. You know, like we were on the right side of history and the things we were talking about were, you know, accurate and correct. And, you know, we're going to mean a lot to a lot of people, but it's tough putting yourself out there as a person, as a league, putting your neck out there, speaking about these issues. It can be tough, not because, again, not because it's not right, but because there's a lot of people in this country that are assholes. So <laughs> I think we need to <laughs> they're not, not Megan, Megan likes to say this. They're just not critical thinkers. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, such like nice that. <laughs> that's such a nice way of saying it. <laughs> so stupid. You you stupid. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. Oh, so, um, that's the worst. God bless his heart is the worst. <laughs> um oh yeah so so when you have all these athletes i mean i'm like the same day do the exact same things i think a couple of things happen one it gives you a little more confidence right Mm -hmm. you don't all those feelings of maybe it's 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 interesting because it's not doubt like i said you know exactly Mm -hmm. what you're doing but it's a little Mm -hmm. like oh god like you're apprehensive you're just like a little bit apprehensive good yeah richard yeah yeah (laughs) So it feels really good to have that support because it, it like pushes you forward. And then I think also what was happening specifically um, with, and I, I can only speak obviously for the WNBA, but when the Bucks didn't play and then other teams followed suit and then our league followed suit as well, what we, we, we all got together, 144 of us in, in like one place, one room. Yeah. And you could tell Obviously, as a white player, it, it's going to impact me differently. But I think for a lot of our players in our league, predominantly black, it was like there was some trauma happening. You know, like this was traumatic and it was emotionally draining. And so another aspect of having other leagues support, other people, other athletes, whatever it was, it helps kind of like that. It helps go through that, knowing other people are going through it, knowing you're doing it together. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's there's grief. There's grief there yeah, like, exactly. because of the the trauma is things that have happened, things that you have seen, where you are. Um, God, I'm so annoyed right now. God, the speech that she just gave it. Oh. Amanda Gorman? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, she just got the statue. I gotta oh, stop Asia drinking. Asia Wilson? Asia, Asia Wilson, Wilson, the speech that she gave on the South Carolina campus when they put up her yeah. statue her was grandma. like, she was like, yeah, but she was like, you know, my grandmother had to walk around this campus and she is not, she was not allowed to step foot on this campus. She grew up four blocks from here. So the fact that like her granddaughter now has a statue, it's like, what, that's the part that people don't understand. It's like, well, things are fine now or things are better now. It's like, no, that type of trauma is passed down from generation to generation. And so when you break down those barriers, you're feeling the like her feeling was like not necessarily about oh i have a statue like that's not it it's like what would my grandmother think right now like what like the like my grandmother's emotion so like her tears are that her grandmother maybe wasn't there to see it for one but also like what her grandmother would be feeling in this moment those are generational barriers and stuff that you're breaking down so to your point when you were like oh there was like trauma and there was emotional is because that's generational like what the barriers and the things that they are fighting for are generational. Like I thought the funniest thing on Twitter was Martin Luther King Day. It's like all of these people, everyone, it doesn't matter politically what side you were, were pushing out quotes of Martin Luther King and how great. And it's like, listen, you motherfuckers, you understand that like if Martin Luther King was alive today, 
y'all would be very critical or certain groups of people would be very critical but now it's all about like oh well he stood for this and it's like well are you standing for what he stood for then or no and so the generational like you know grief that comes i think that was probably what like you witnessed and we all saw what when aja wilson like gave her speech like the, those things are strong yeah absolutely i mean i yeah. i totally agree did you know so um when you took the stance and the leadership that you did um during that time in the bubble did you know that something that you wanted to do that you wanted to kind of be out in the forefront, that you wanted to have a hand in the upcoming election, if you will? Um, um, like, as it pertains to Senator Warnock, no, I mean, we never, <laughs> we kind of like stumbled on that. That wasn't, we were always a league that was like, go out and vote. And, you know, we really stressed uh, getting registered this year and like filling out the census. Um, and we're super lucky that Stacey Abrams is one of our, um, she's like a player on our player advisory board. So super lucky, have heard her talk. I was actually on the shop with her and mm. the shop is so interesting because you literally shoot for like four hours. And I don't know how they make that a 30 minute show. It's, that's, I mean, that's crazy. It's amazing. There was Stacey Abrams for like a good 30, 45 minutes talked about voter suppression. And like, yeah. so hearing her speak on that. So we were kind of a league already, you know, we had our hands and all this stuff. Um, I think for me personally, I, I'm in this, like, I, I'm, I grew up in a basketball world, you know? So from a very early age, um, even though where I'm from on Long Island is like predominantly white, I was always on my basketball teams. I was playing in Queens. I switched high schools. And it's like, I feel like I've been, you know, exposed to a lot of different cultures, including going over to Russia. So I, I feel like as a white person, which I feel like I've said that three times now, so I think you guys know that, right? <laughs> but this is an audio podcast, too. This is an audio podcast. So sometimes someone's like, uh, so it's like, is Sue white? Yes, can't Suzanne, Suzanne Bridgeford is white. Because my dad's Jewish, so I'm half Jewish. Okay, so okay. Yeah. Oh, Sue, she's a Jew of color. And I was like, what? What does that mean? What I don't is, even know what, what that means. That means like, don't ever repeat it, Janet. You're not white. So like, pick a, you know, you can from anywhere. You're just not white. Anyways. That's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh -huh. oh, well, listen, people can be whatever they want. Yeah. I've like, I feel like I've had, I'm very lucky. I've had this life where I've experienced a lot of different cultures and I've seen how, you know, like my roommates in college were black. So like, I know what a perm is. I know you gotta mix that shit. I know you gotta grease the skin. <laughs> like, I know these things. But it never really occurred to me. And obviously that's a, a silly example. They're a larger one. Just yeah, listen to great like, swing yeah, I'm bald and I know all those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do my kids' hair. I'm like, what the uh, fuck am I doing here? I haven't had hair in, and my kids have long like curls. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like I haven't brushed a hair in 25 years. see me staring at my wife who had to like call my cousins and other people to like, because some of them have like, you know, alley hair. And then some of them have like my cousin's <laughs> hair. And that's like so different, the, the spectrum of hair. And it seems like something, oh, this is little, but like to make their hair beautiful in their sense is, is so empowering. And like, I grew up around all guys. And so me having three girls that have very big, big attitudes, kind of like their dad is a bit amazing. But mm -hmm. me learning is like, 
I'm like, hold on, what do you do right here? Okay, you're clipping this. I'm glad that that's empowering, Channing. All right, Sue. Now, before I'm gonna ask Hang on, I don't question. know if she went, were you done? I don't were know you done? No, I, 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 I went to, yeah. Let me Go just ahead. like, I'll just yeah. wrap it up or else it'll just sound like I was talking about hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, so something as silly as hair, but also like, you know, Swin Cash is my roommate, hearing her talk about her grandma and, and the lessons she learned from her and things like that. My point is, white people are idiots sometimes. Like they don't, and I didn't realize how, how little they, they know or don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. so where I found myself in a leadership role is kind of just like in that space a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. just and, and that's why white people, I can like have different conversations, but in terms of like the league and when we were there, that was by committee. We all did everything. Mm-hmm. That, and that's why I, I wanted to ask that question because to that point, like I find myself now nowadays shutting my mouth more because there's so much more to learn. There's so much more to know and understand. And if we're ultimately gonna to get to where we wanna be and create this change, um, it's gonna take that kind of effort. And you know, for someone like me who looks up to someone like you, uh, we look a lot alike when it comes to that. Um, and how do you navigate? How do you walk the fine lines and, and figure out the ways in which you can come out on the other side better? And, and obviously that trickle down to others. And there's so many, so many of us, young girls, you know, young boys, that see Sue Bird and we watched from afar uh, what you were able to do leading um, in a part of a league that was very powerful. So I I thank you for that. In the, you know, the last five years, there's been a lot more conversation about like transgenders in sports, whether it's in high school, competing in college, competing in, you know, higher, higher spaces. Now you are one of the great American athletes, not just female, one of the great American athletes, like accomplished from the moment you picked up a basketball to whenever you decide to call it a day. Like, what are your thoughts on, on that? Like competing, like obviously there's physical advantages as, you know, being a man or like, you know, like physically testosterone, muscle base, like all of these different things. Like that's a very complicated issue that I don't think that there is a right answer to, but like having you on here i'm curious to that because there's people that are upset about it and there's this like what do you think the the way to go for that is especially when you're talking about high school athletes like you know if they identify as a female or if they identify as a male and then they're playing you know if you if they identify as a as a female but they were you know born a certain way but they're competing and there's like a competitive advantage based off of just your dna and your you know um you know, shoot, I don't even know if it's testosterone level or whatever it is. Like, has those conversations been had? Like, what do you guys think about that? Um, I mean, my, so my, the two things that come to mind in this conversation is one, I, I just, where I, from my standpoint, I think who, whoever we're talking about deserves the opportunity to play. I don't, mm-hmm. I personally don't think it's like that big of a deal. I hear what you're saying. It's like in the event that a trans woman is on an Olympic team, and you know, like, is good enough to be on an Olympic team? Is that unfair to the other or, women? I yeah, see, or like, even as, like a sprinter. Like so it's not even a team. It's just like not even yeah. like a team sport. Just like an individual sport, like that type of stuff. So, so my thing is, I think they they deserve the opportunity, regardless. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think um, from what I understand, and I'm not a doctor, but there yeah. are there are things medically in terms of the hormones that you know can change someone's body and mm-hmm. and. It, so it would level it out, I guess, in terms of the mm-hmm. advantage. But the, the thing that I really think about, and it's not really an answer, but it kind of is, I'm like, all right, 
women's basketball, we'll just use women's basketball. Women's basketball gets shit on a lot because we're compared to the men. Oh, you guys can't dunk. It's like nobody wants to take into account the physical dis- uh, disadvantage, if you will, that we're at. Everybody yeah. just wants to compare. And it's like, oh, but now because a trans woman wants to play, now everybody like, quote unquote, is worried about us not having an advantage. <laughs> like, that like doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It, like, just fits, it fits your narrative. It fits yeah, the narrative fits the narrative. That they want. And that's why I'm like, yeah. everyone deserves that opportunity to play. Because yeah. gender identity is not, this is like something where obviously it's becoming um, talked about more and people are, um, you know, I think about, God, I think about like 20, 30 years ago. Imagine if you were feeling that way, you weren't going to say it. What? Yeah. That, yeah. People are um, more open about it. And if they want to play sports and be involved, 100% deserve the opportunity. Okay. That, that's a great, because I just like, yeah. those are some, some of those questions are like, you don't know how to ask. You don't know who to ask. You don't know. Like, again, I have no opinion. Like I'm outside of sports at this point in time. I'm just an analyst. So it's like, those things don't affect me, but there are people that are like, because it's becoming more, I don't want to say an issue, but it's becoming something that's more and more discussed because I believe it's people are starting to be more open-minded when their 10 year old, you know, son wants to identify as a female, but then wants to wrestle or wants to play basketball. And then it's like, well, this is, she wants to, or, you know, she wants to play on the women's team. And it's like, well, there's an advantage and there's this. And it's like, I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I feel like the advantage is like, yeah, you could be like, for me, I was a scrawny six foot sixth grader and I was getting my ass beat half the time. And you would think I had an advantage, but at the end of the day, you have to work at whatever skill that is. And for me, I go, if somebody chooses their life, right? If somebody not chooses, but like feel something that deeply, it's not because they want to go to the NBA. It's because that's part of their happiness, right? right? So the NBA is secondary to that. And like under that understanding, if they do make it to the highest elite level of basketball for women, congratulate them that they had to go through the scrutiny to beat the other ladies that are equally spending just as much time to beat that person or to be at that level so if they even make it there you got to give them credit like it's not just like this is not a funny movie this is their life and for them from high school or junior high they are going to have to break barriers and take scrutiny and be ridiculed ridiculed that's a big word for it's not that what they're choosing but it's all based on their happiness for who they are outside basketball is very small and you're saying, oh, you have an advantage, but yet people are going to mock was, you and judge you for everything else outside of that. So it's like, dude, if you made it, when it comes to whatever, it doesn't matter. If you hoop and you hoop. When Sue said opportunity, I think you kind of just summed it all up with that, because at the end of the day, Channing, to what you're saying, what someone is going to go through in order to get to that place will we'll always when it comes to the results, that, that result will always pale in comparison to what an individual will go through to get yeah. that opportunity, you know? It's also interesting to me, like, we automatically, that's why I kind of said it earlier, like, oh, we're talking about the one person who gets to the Olympic team. We automatically go like, oh, they're gonna, they're just gonna make the NBA, and then that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. They're just what gonna win it all. About? Because to me, it's like, especially young kids, there's so much value in playing sports. I mean, look at us sitting here right now. It's like all the, forget putting the ball in the hoop. It's like all the stuff we've learned, like skill sets that we have, 
being able to sit here and just like chop it up, whatever, like you learn that there's so much learned in sports. So to take that away from a kid to me is like so wrong. Well, it like, just isolates, them, it isolates them. It isolates them even further. Right. Yeah. It, it does. And, and people always, whenever the narrative is, is done, it's always to an extreme right to to prove a point it's always to an extreme well we're gonna have grown men with beards playing bet and it's like that's come stop on it. come on please just just stop all right well that, that was my i appreciate yeah. i actually like that conversation richard i appreciate that yeah. that, 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 was, that was one of your best questions ever richard might get well, some followers. Of, might get some followers with that one. No, 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 no. no I'm gonna no, get some. No, no. I'm gonna get some people dropping followers. You know, um, so controversial. Okay, that's so it. you're, that's yeah, got. you're amazing. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. At the end best. of um, all of our episodes, we always ask our guests if there's anything that they're working on, um, charities, books, thoughts, anything. Um, I do know that you guys just finished not too long ago. A touch more. Is there a season two? <laughs> I thought that was awesome. By the way. No, yeah, was, you know, so you start to realize like some of the stuff you were able to pull off in quarantine, it might not, yeah. <laughs> translate. It might not translate afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we do, we do, I think we do want to do something else. It would probably look and feel a little different. It won't be okay. like IG Live, drinking, getting drunk, what's up? You know, it might not be that. Although yeah. I know. Although here we are. See, we were ahead of the game. We've been doing this for years. And it's like, oh, wait, now everybody wants to quarantine and they want to drink and talk. It's like, yeah, go to episode one. Where we were sloshed drunk in 2017. Oh, God. Damn, it was awful things. Would you still want Sandra Bullock to play you in a movie? Um, I think that still plays. We actually... Hey, um, ooh, Sandra's my boo now. Listen, yeah. look, Sandra... Oh, so race his ass and crash. Looking good. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> we met her at the at the ESPYs this year, and this was like so S like, you know, yeah, yeah. Not, not the virtual, the one before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was like Megan, her team, literally fresh off the plane from France. Ooh, so they're hot. Drunk. They yeah. are. Yeah, they're drunk, <laughs> and they're like hot. Everybody wants to like just like come by and touch them. Seriously. Yeah. So we're at yeah. the ESPYs. They are. So Sandra Bullock is like. Somebody comes over is like, oh, Sandra Bullock would, you know, Bullock would like to say hello. So me and Megan walk over to Megan probably, but that's fine. Me and Megan walk over and she was like, let's take a shot. So we took a shot. What was it? It better not be vodka. That's the tequila. Tequila. Okay, that's again plus two for for my boo Sandra. People don't understand the ESPYs is like so cool. Like I like I I I went to ESPYs when I was super young and then we went again in 2016. I still have the ESPY for like Do the you best. Still have it? He stole I still it. have it. So cuz they they gave, we won like four ESPYs and I took it and I wouldn't let anybody touch it cuz it's like as long as Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavs didn't call me and ask me for it, I'm not giving this shit to anyone. So I have like the best team like ESPY still and it's like but being there like now I was actually kind of bummed because it's fun. Like you get to see everyone just completely sloshed and hammered. Did I mute myself? No, you're you back. back. Yeah. I think it's switched. Yeah, yeah, back. What was funny? It was uh, I remember I forgot which player goes, "Hey, I want to just put a toast to all the champions," and I immediately started looking at all the players that didn't have championships and they were basketball players, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, I'm a scrub," and I was like, I was like. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that shit tastes way better now. I'm looking at you in his eyes. 
I'm a champion, motherfucker. Oh, I feel geez. like I feel like we could continue this forever. Oh, sorry, um, sorry, I do have to. Okay, really, one last question because I feel like many people think it. I have shit to do. So <laughs> good for you. Here we are. Uh, many people think it, but probably will never have a chance to ask you. So I feel very fortunate. What's it like walking around with you and Megan as a couple? I mean, like a <laughs> power couple. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Megan, yeah, like, it's like she like takes the hat off and the pink hair comes out. I'm like, put that shit away. Put that shit away. <laughs> that put that shit yes. away. Yeah, yeah, and because yeah. we're we're short, like small. Yeah, but so we kind of we can bob and weave and blend. Megan's tough though. But yeah. you guys know that you guys are the number one power couple yeah. in sports. <laughs> the number one, like, like, and like that's so I, I like. I did a, I do this, yeah, like, thinking about it. I know, I do, I did a web show, I did a web show, uh, sports gap, everyone go follow, and we did, it's like, who is the number one power couple in sports, and it's like, no, they Damn. both have to have played sports, it, so it was like, Laird Hamilton and Gabrielle Reese, and you're thinking, like, you're thinking, who else was it, it was like, Steffi Graf and Andre Agassi, but it's like, they're, you know, everyone's retired, you guys, I literally did my research, you and Megan are the number one power Seriously. couple in sports. And it's like, we're just talking about purely <laughs> accomplishments, purely accomplishments. We're like current accomplishments. It's like, there is, there is none greater. So, you know, I can imagine that's gotta be, you know, some issues. I mean, you know, when I was doing my around. research for this, like I totally forgot you guys were on the cover of the body issue, ESPN yeah. body issue. And it's oh, just like, and then you like fast forward to like, the most recent photos and you know the bubble and like it's just like wow there's just so much power yeah awesome shout out amazing. shout yeah. out the group she's like okay thank you thank <laughs> you that's what i do shout out the body issue she's like we're pretty boring um yeah. no so you're amazing we thank you for the time thank yeah. you so much I gotta have thank you love you. Show. Hey, Road Trippin' fam. We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play on FanDuel NBA? Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh yeah, and get this, you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right, five cents. Simply incredible. So again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win.